Hello and welcome to this episode of the Retail Is Podcast. I'm Joey Morgan, joined as always with my co-host Kylie Ross Seibert. And today we are uh, talking with Pamela Katrancha, uh, owner of Garden Gazebo and Retail Alliance current chair of the board. Uh, Pam, welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, let's get into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Garden Gazebo and your company? Okay. Well, Garden Gazebo has been around a long time. We are finishing our 27th year, heading into 28th. And um, we started out as a seasonal business, and we were in shopping malls with kiosks that we built, not little carts, big kiosks that you could put a lot of product on. And that worked well for a number of years. Um, but in 2004, I decided to bring the business back home to Norfolk and to Virginia Beach and to have year-round stores. So we have two large stores and um, we've been operating that way ever since. Wow. And I know before this, um, you had, uh, I know something to do with like Hickory Farms as well. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. I mean, you were juggling quite a few <laughs> different businesses. Um, so is your focus now just Garden Gazebo? It is. We, my husband and I retired from Hickory Farms in 2018. I think it's a fairly well-known company, a franchise organization. We had 26 locations. And at one time, when we had all of the kiosks for Garden Gazebo, we had 40 locations and they were around the country. So talk about juggling. There was juggling and plane rides to a lot of your places during the holidays. Yeah. 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 So with Garden Gazebo, I mean, it's your own business and um, it's doing very well. Are you a bit of a garden fanatic? Like, how did you choose that type of business? It's interesting. Honestly, it was so basic. It's almost, uh, I could say it in 25 words or less. Gardening is the number one hobby in the United States. It still is. And we decided that we would start the concept uh, with gift ideas for a gardener. So that was really, it started as a gift business. Um, you know, there were some flags and things like that as part of the line, but they were packaged gifts for a gardener. Uh, they fit nicely on the kiosk and it's just, it's evolved from there. I, when I had my largest store in the Ghent area, I sold quite a bit of garden furniture, teak tables and chairs, Adirondack chairs, benches, that sort of thing. So we, um, I feel like we really have known how to follow the trends uh, as long as the economy could support it. And uh, that's how we've changed our product line. Okay. So with Hickory Farms, it was you and your husband. With Garden Gazebo, is it your own business? It's mine. Mm -hmm. so yeah. when, I mean, it's been around now for over a couple of decades. Yes. When you started out as a woman-owned business, what was it like then compared to now? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, well, in, in my case, I think because I had the two concepts at the same time, it was easier to work um, in hiring people in the best way, you know, the best candidates obviously got the job, but we did have a, a combination of men and women. Um, it seems now, and, and probably always, more women were interested in working at Garden Gazebo. So I was surrounded by a lot of other talented women. I mean, it was not difficult to find people to work uh, for us. They thought it was an interesting concept. They already liked the product. And um, in fact, my assistant has been with me since day one. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know how many people can say that. 
she's okay. she's exactly 10 years younger but um yeah we've been together all this time and uh, she knows everything i do um i do different things than you know i worry about the financial side of the business but we do the buying together uh, she helps supervise merchandise yeah wow and you used to be um for those who live in hampton roads um on 21st street in norfolk right and and that was quite a large store, but now you've actually got two stores, um, both in malls. What, how, how did that decision come about and why did you shift? Well, that's one of the lessons learned from being a hickory farmer, because you've got built-in traffic. I mean, it's just automatic. And as much as any of us want to believe that we have loyal customers, and I do, um, and we did at Hickory Farms, uh, you still want that build-in traffic with the people who've never seen you before. And there's plenty of it, or there was plenty of it before the pandemic, for sure, that would you know, just come across your beautiful windows and stop in and then they became a customer. Or maybe they were from out of town and they were staying at a hotel near the MacArthur Center. And, uh, and then they, you know, they liked what they saw. And I have people who are from out of town who come back to the store every time they're in town because they either have someone here in college or the military or a reason to come and visit our area. Okay. Right. And so it's Pembroke and MacArthur Center. So you touched on the fact that, you know, your business was impacted by, by COVID and uh, the pandemic. What, how did you react when that happened? Because if traffic, you know, foot traffic fell, how did you survive? Well, the first thing, the first way that I reacted was not, in my opinion, overreacting, but I closed on March 18th uh, because I saw what was coming. And that was about a week before our governor made some you know, recommendations and laws. Um, I opened later than we were allowed to open. We were allowed to open during the Memorial Day weekend. That wasn't, I guess you may as well call that. But I waited until we got through that weekend because I was concerned about how that might evolve or what types of crowds might come into the mall. I wanted to ease back open. Mm -hmm. And so we opened June 11th. Okay. So we made it through there. Um, and I, you know, I, I communicated with my employees every single week. I would do a video and because I think they wanted to see my face and hear me say something to them as opposed to getting an email or a text or something like that. Um, so I did keep them informed about what was going on because during that time, of course, I was applying for grants and the PPP and, you know, some of the other things that were going on. And I wanted them to feel secure. Um, I still feel engaged and connected. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it was really, uh, and and you know, they would send very nice messages back, and it was, uh, it was a good thing to do. I know it was, but um, so that was my initial reaction. And then following that, I looked at what the malls were offering in terms of support. I needed that. Um, I also looked at, for instance, um, they started out thinking they could be open the full mall hours and. First of all, that was not a good idea for any of us, and I informed them that I would not be opening those hours, and I and they couldn't really. I didn't. It was it was a it was a comfortable negotiation with them, but I'm only open noon to six, seven days a week. Seven days a week. Okay. Seven days a week. I've always been open, of course, all all the days, but the malls are both open eleven to seven after trying out several other things. But for me, a 12 to six is a shift and therefore one person can work it. And um, 
they always did work a 12 hour shift. I mean, a six hour shift in a 12 hour day, but it wasn't, uh, you know, there were more, more than one person worked in a day. So this way we can handle it. And I think, honestly, I think the customers appreciate it. I don't, I think they, they understand we we've informed everybody and we keep signage up and, um, it works for us. Yeah. You used to, well, you had a website, but not necessarily. Did you have an e-commerce element to it at that time? Before oh, yeah. The pandemic? Oh, yeah. yeah. The, okay. So what did you keep that going? Did you try and focus on that a little bit more if the customers weren't, you know, you didn't have the foot traffic? How did well, you I mean, that? What, what I've, the way I like to look at my website is that it was my, my third location that because things were going so well in the store, I won't say I ignored it, but I didn't give it the attention it deserved. And um, all the while during the pandemic, I was shopping online and like most people were because there were still birthdays going on and, you know, just a reason to give gifts to people. Mm -hmm. And um, so that, that really showed me and, and along with the experience I had as being selected as, as a, a small business in a spotlight um, venture that was done by Curate, which is uh, the owner of QVC, HSN, and Zoo Lily. They showed me a lot about why my website was more important than I was giving it the attention. What do you, uh, can you go into a little bit of detail about that, the Small Business Spotlight? What's that about? Yeah, it's, it, it was pretty amazing. The National Retail Federation that because of my position at Retail Alliance, I was introduced to, in a very important way, I was able to go to their national convention with our lobbyist, um, Kate what Baker, I'll give her a plug. <laughs> and, uh, um, but we, that was such an education to be there among all those business owners from around the country. And our job, it was right around the time that the, that the tariffs really became real. And so it was September. And um, we were going to visit our congressmen and senators' offices to talk about why we as retailers needed their help in looking at this tariff situation. So anyway, it started there. Through the NRF, I became connected to them. And during the beginning of the pandemic, all I wanted to do was look and see what was available to me and to other businesses that could help us. They sent something out, I responded to it. I don't even remember what that first question was, but from that, they asked if I would be interviewed by a Bloomberg reporter. And I said, sure. <laughs> so that turned out to be a great experience because he stayed with me all the way through my PPP pandemic of a pandemic, because that was a very difficult process. And um, that was a really good experience. So from there, they saw what kind of experience I had and they said, you should apply for this spotlight. They're going to select 20 small businesses from around the country. And I filled it out. I mean, it was like filling out a college application. I mean, there was a lot to it and I did it, but I, it was about women owned businesses. It was about um, people involved in their community and it was about having brick and mortar, bricks and mortar and a website. So I said, well, I guess I fit the criteria. So I'm going to fill this out. And the next week I heard we were selected. So it was 20 from all around the country. And we were each given a promotional video that they did through Skype. We um, each had our day on live TV, four, four different spots. And then at the, it concluded with a mentorship. And so of course the online uh, on camera uh, for four spots in a day made my 
website go wild and it, oh, stayed, yeah. it stayed crazy for several weeks in fact um, and I still have QVC customers who contact us and send us emails which is nice the mentorship I got to select the topic and I selected my website so everything I've been doing has been focusing on that and we're doing the best we can in the stores because we already knew what to do there mm -hmm. we just have if the customers come in our store we we sell but it's getting them there and you know, there's that fine line between encouraging somebody to come to a place that they're probably afraid to come to because yeah. of the social contact. So you want to promote in a way that lets them know what kind of specials we have and that we're still open and we, we have a safe shopping environment. But um, but I understand, you know, that the, the crowds aren't there. And I think the holidays will teach us something. Yeah. Now, you, um, I find it interesting because I know that you are a mentor to other um, younger, you know, aspiring retailers, but who did you get mentored by? Was it people from QVC? They, did you choose? Oh, you mean when we, when they had, had the mentorship? Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. I had, um, in fact, and the person who works for me, Hannah, who works on our website and our social media was a part of it. I insisted, oh, I didn't insist. I requested, and I'm sure they thought that was a great idea, but, um, a gentleman, who used to work for Amazon, actually, he now works for Zoo Lily, uh, is based out of LA, so he was on, and then a woman who is based in uh, Miami who works for HSN, and they were, mm -hmm. they were selected based on who we were and what we were looking for. So Curate got to know us, and uh, some of their people, um, and this is all virtually, but their people would follow everything we were doing. And um, it was, it was, it's, I mean, I'll, you know, I'm so glad I was open during this year. And I don't know how many people can say that because that was certainly a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Gosh, so I mean, I mean, you're incredibly lucky, but also you made that happen for yourself. Uh, so well, deal, you know? Yeah, I felt, I felt good about that too, just because I was trying to learn now. I mean, Retail Alliance, I thought, did the best weekly uh, sessions with all of us and keeping us informed. And I, and I, I truly mean that. And um, so that was one of the places I went every week. But, you know, I tried to follow where I thought I could get answers and um, certainly assistance in uh, making it through and, and learning how to operate when we got on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to touch on then also then, you know, your other passions, knowing, you know, to share your knowledge and expertise with, you know, a younger generation. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do on the side? Okay. Um, well, I have several things, but I, I think you're referring to my mentoring of young girls who want to be entrepreneurs. Um, yes. I came in touch with this uh, program when it first started. I was interviewed, believe it or not, this is how it really started. I was interviewed by Cheryl Tan when she had a TV program about business. Mm -hmm. And she said there was something I said in that interview that made her think I might want to take a look at this new program to mentor young females. So I, she invited me to come to the graduation of their camp. That's how they started a summer camp. It was at Norfolk Collegiate. So I did that. And um, I sat there and I was in awe of listening to these young girls, these 10, 11, 12 year old girls doing a pitch about a business that they created in this camp and were vying for a, an award. 
but it was so amazing to me and their ideas were so amazing to me. And it was, it was uh, made up of uh, young girls from several cities um, and they came together. So that was exciting. I said, I'm in. <laughs> that was the end of my, I, I left that graduation. I said, I'm in, not knowing exactly what in was going to be. And it turned out to be uh, a year session, a monthly, uh, of monthly meetings with, I happened to have four young girls in my first group and um, didn't know them. They didn't know me. We came together. Sometimes they were shy. You know, they weren't sure what they were going to do in this program. But we had a wonderful, wonderful experience. I learned a lot. Um, I, and I allowed them to meet in my store, which was for them. We were in my business and they could apply things we were learning to, um, yeah, hands on in a hands on way. So that, and I'm still there and we're doing it virtually this year for the first time and, uh, and it's working very well. And now um, Angela, Dr. Angela Reddix is the person who um, started this program and it's because she had a great story that somebody helped her out when she was younger and she said she wanted to give back. We are now in 48 states. Wow. So when we get together for our meetings and they, they couldn't do everybody on the same night in a month, but I think it's over a couple weeks of different days, we start out with a large group um, for a half hour. And then we go into our breakout room and I'm with my girls for another hour and a half. Um, but, I, but I also stay open to an individual call if they need help with something and we can do that through um, FaceTime. And um, we always met through house party too because one of the girls set that up and they thought that was fun for just an extra meeting. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I just, I just love working with them. It's um, just, they're so, they're so excited about everything and they have great ideas. How yeah. long have you been doing that? How many years? Four. Four, this is my fourth year and it's their fourth year. So I'm with them. <laughs> and I remember you brought them to our retailer of the year awards. Oh my gosh, that was a highlight for them to be able to see. It was such a pleasure. It was a real I mean, pleasure. And I think people were, were impressed and it, just because when they would come up to the girls, I knew they would give their elevator speech, but <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't what was expected from the person who met them. So yeah, it was good. Yeah. And what was the name of the program, just for anyone who's interested? Envision, Lead, Grow. Mm -hmm. Envision, Lead, Grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so, I mean, that must take a lot. I mean, you've got so many pulls in the air. Just, what, is, what is your biggest passion? What's my biggest passion? Mm -hmm. Hmm. The greatest passion probably is my family, to be honest with you. If that's, I mean, if you're, if I'm, if it has to be a business one, then I would say my greatest passion is Envision Lead Grow. But I, I do juggle a lot. I'm, a, I tell people I'm addicted to activity, but I think, um, I think that's important. I mean, I think it just keeps you alive and you're always learning because you're doing so many things and interacting with so many people. And even if I'm interacting with all those people now, virtually, I'm still interacting with them. And I like that. I, you know, I didn't like the part of sitting as much during this virtual thing, but um, other than that, yeah, I don't, I have, I have hobbies. I have, you know, other things I like to do and I squeeze it all in, but I prioritize. I really do. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I would ever not pay attention to my business. I definitely give exactly what I tell people I'm going to give in my being on different boards. Um, but I do take dance lessons and believe it or not, they started back up. I wear a mask. It's hard to breathe, but I still do it. 
I still do that as well. But my family, I have grandchildren now. And, you know, my sons are married and one lives in New York City. So we can't travel like we always did to see them. But, yeah, I mean, it's just fun watching them grow up, even if most of it's on FaceTime. <laughs> At least we do have, you know, some form of visuals with them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> years ago, that didn't even exist. So, yeah, I, I know the feeling. <laughs> So, I mean, it sounds like you've got a real good balance of, you know, professional and personal. Yeah, what dancers are you learning? Um, hip hop and tap. Oh, I, wow. <laughs> I used to, I've been dancing for probably 15 years. Um, a neighbor said, why don't we go take dance lessons? And she quit after the first year and I'm still <laughs> there. <laughs> but it's, it's all ages and it's real, I mean, all ages, meaning all adult ages. Mm -hmm. And it's really a lot of fun. And um Great exercise too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think at one stage you did some sort of tap dancing, I think, at one of our Oh I did. You're right. At one of the I think that was way back when um someone was coordinating the retailer of the year and said, You have to tap dance and we had a big band playing that night. So I did. Oh wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. So, I mean so going back to the business then, like what is your long term goal yeah. with with Garden Gazebo? Well, you know, I think it's, it's, it's terrible to say the pandemic has caused, oh, I'm sure a lot of business owners to really think hard about the future. And um, you can't stay in the mall because you love the mall uh, or you love the mall manager or you wanna support your community in that way if there's no business there. Mm -hmm. I don't like making predictions, but I don't think it's going to get better before, you know, it's, I mean, it's, good, it's going to get worse rather before it gets better. And I worry about that. My employees loved coming to work because it was so much fun. And now it's really hard on them. And I see it every day. So I don't know. I don't, uh, the good news is I learned, and I learned this at Retail Alliance. I learned how, I learned how to uh, lease and I have good relationships, and I think the ball is in my court on what to do in terms of having stores and the website. Mm -hmm. So I definitely know I'm going to continue to work on the website, mm -hmm. um, and then we shall see. I, I think the I'm waiting for the holidays, and I've told both of my uh, leasing people that I, I need to see how it's going to go. Yeah. Have you got any sort of um, sales or specials or anything going on around the holidays to try and bring some of that traffic, foot traffic, especially to the malls? Sure. Yeah, we definitely do. And we, uh, we promote every week. Uh, we have about 6,000 people who get our, you know, weekly information. Um, and then we have our Facebook page and um, we do Instagram and um but we, we have some good specials that once people come to the store, they hear about as well. And we do complimentary gift wrap every day of the year. Yeah. And during the holidays, we do a lot of gift wrap. Um, so we just, we have a lot of clever, unique items that are great for gifts. And so, and we know that, but the, but the flags are what we, the garden flags and the house flags are what we sell the most of. Mm. That's about 65% of my business. And, um, and I know we have the largest flag selection. <laughs> I mean, we really do. And um, so what's so good about that is that when people come into the store, even if they are just coming out of curiosity, 
they leave with flags. Yeah. We, we do a buy three flags and get one free. And it makes so much sense because you see all these flags and it's like you want more than four probably, but you narrow it down to four to get that free one. And it's a, it's really a, I mean, I love doing that. I, I love offering that. And we do also offer a military discount. We offer first responder discounts um, and we promote that. And of course we're part of LOVA. And um, yeah, and, and the malls do a lot of promoting and we always buy into whatever it is they're doing um, so they can, they can keep our name out there too. Awesome. It sounds like you, you've got everything well thought out, you know, but as you say, let's see how these holidays go. Yeah. Know? I think there's going to be a lot of retailers evaluating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think we all have to, but you know, those are the hard decisions. It's just that the hardest thing about where we are right now to me is that every day is a new day. I mean, you hear something different each day. You can't forecast for the next two months. We can't even right now forecast for this holiday season because we honestly don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're getting close to the time. I know we want to, there's one question I definitely wanted to ask when we had like a little list that we printed out was, uh, what would you say, what piece of advice you can narrow it down to just one if you can try. Uh, what do you want to give to somebody aspiring to succeed in their business? Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I can't give one. So I'm going to give a couple, but I'll make it one. I'll, I'll just keep saying and, and it'll be one sentence. Okay, perfect. <laughs> now, uh, do your homework. This is what I teach these young girls about entrepreneurship. Do your homework. Make sure you know what you're getting into, why you want to get into it, how you're going to get into it and surround yourself with good people, mentors and great employees who are willing to, um, well, you wanna give them influence and for them to take that influence and work with you. I think everybody who uh, contacts me and tells me what a wonderful experience they had, believes that my employees act like they own the business too. And I think that is really, really a part of being successful. You can't be a one-woman show, I mean, for sure. Uh, not, to, not to have the kind of business that, that I wanted to have. And um, I, really, I really value my employees, and I love employing people. Oh. Perfect. Well, that's a great note to finish on. <laughs> yeah. Kylie, anything else you'd like to ask before we No, get... that, was, that was wonderful. Thank you, Pam. Enjoyed having you Thank on. You. Thank you for having me, really. Yeah, thanks.